welcome to Frequency with Clovistia. I'm your host, Grace Starr, and my co-host is Dr. Katherine Lehman. For reasons I don't fully understand, I have been asked to share channeled information and wisdom from my 12th dimensional star self named Clovistia. I'm not sure where this journey will take us, but as we begin, I ask you to join me. Welcome back, listeners. Thanks for having me back, Grace. It's wonderful to see you here and where we're all going to go and what's on topic today. Oh, my goodness. It's nice to have you back. And uh, I think that we're going to go someplace really interesting today. Um, And we're staying right here in the studio, which is the best part. (laughs) No time travel, huh? (laughs) (laughs) No time travel this week. (laughs) We're reserving that for the future. (laughs) You know, I wanted to talk today with you because I know that you're so good at this. You know, listeners, I'm going to read a quote that's been making its way around the internet and there's three or four or five versions of it. So this is just one particular version, but I kind of wanted to talk about this while I have you in the studio today, because we've done this with me. And ours was a little bit different version. So um, I'm going to read it, and then we're going to deconstruct it. It says, uh, I cancel any and all contracts, agreements, alliances, connections, written, verbal, and nonverbal commitments with any and all persons, places, and beings who are not an energetic match with me and my life purpose. Thank you. And that is what the quote is, but there's a couple of different versions of it. So what I want to do is I want to sort of just deconstruct it. Okay. And um, our quote begins with, I cancel any and all contracts. What's your thoughts about that, Catherine? Are you really, is it really good for you and healthy to do any and all that's such a vast, uh, all-encompassing, you know, net that you're throwing out there. So you're talking about spiritual contracts, I gather. Yes. So, um, well, what I have learned uh, in my personal experience, as well as in my research, is that any and all contracts, if we could blatantly say that and cancel them all, we wouldn't be here, nor would anybody else. <laughs> we would all be gone. <laughs> You've got no work to we do. Yeah, no work to do. <laughs> and that's, that is such a carte blanche statement. It's too big, too huge. And it's uh, we are each individuals. So they're all different kinds of contracts. And some of the contracts we don't want to cancel, we want to keep them. And so that's a little too broad. And I don't believe it's possible to be able to do that anyway. You know, that makes a lot of sense. You know, season one, episode four, we talked at length about spiritual contracts So if you're just joining us today, you might want to go back to last season and catch up on our conversation about spiritual contracts. But, you know, that makes sense to me because there's contracts that I have. I don't want to cancel them. I want to be really, really selective about that. 
So I see what you mean. The second line says agreements, alliances, connections. Again, that's a really vast net you're throwing out there. It's like, my goodness. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. And like I said, our main purpose, our only purpose is to evolve. That's why we're here. But in order to evolve, we've got to have experiences with people, places, and things that help us to evolve. And sometimes I believe, actually, at all times, they are all for our highest and best good, even if they feel terrible because they are those type of contracts that are trying to get us to wake up heal and take care of ourselves. They're like the cattle prod, if you will. So again, we have to go back to the individual contract, particularly the contract you have with your own soul. That makes a lot of sense. The next line is written, verbal, or nonverbal. And I was just really curious about that. Written, verbal, and nonverbal, this particular quote uses that. And I understand that spiritual contracts are done on the other side. Maybe those are the nonverbal portions of it. Mm -hmm. Even our thoughts can create a contract because our thoughts are energy. And it puts energy into motion And that motion goes on to create and manifest things. So you know how it is when, let's say, you're driving in your car and you've been thinking about a particular song, you turn on the radio and boom, there's that song. And it was just like, oh, "Oh." that's a very good point. You know, that was just playing in my head. There you go. And that was one that a person attracted to them at that moment mm-hmm. through the power of that that emotion that song evoked out of them you know it was, maybe it was a happy tune and it brought a happy memory and boom there it was on the radio so thoughts are just as important as the written and verbal and you know telekinetic kinesis uh, not just kinesis, not telekinesis but telepathy Um, those are the thoughts. Okay. Well, I appreciate you clarifying that for me because I understand written and I understand verbal, you know, especially when we, you know, get angry with the other person or very happy with the other person that's in the contract, but nonverbal. Now I understand more that it can come from the other side just a little bit. Yes. You know, then the next line, I think you may have clarified already, but you might want to make a comment on it anyway, which is with any and all persons, places, or beings. Yes, I'd like to make a little bit of comment about that. So let's think about, gosh, years ago, that movie Back to the Future. And now oh, yeah, all of these shows, in fact, there's a TV show, I think it's called uh, Quantum where, uh, you know, a guy travels to the future, he travels to the past, he tries to rearrange and make things different due to past <laughs> lives. Fix everything. <laughs> and tries to fix everything. However, it's been often written about is that if you go back into the past and rearrange the incidences with people or the places, 
what happens is it changes the entire future of events. And we don't know what the fallout could be from that. You know, I say whatever was meant to happen was the only thing that could happen in that time, place, and with those people. And that's sort of a karmic law. However, to try and go and back into time and cancel some contracts and places and stuff can create, I mean, if you want to do it in the here and now, that's great. But you have to be very specific. So when you were, um, when Alexander, for instance, uh, that was a very specific contract. And when that uh, specificity comes up and can be worked with and healed, then that doesn't change the future. What it does is it changes the now moment so that you as Grace are not carrying around the angst of Alexander. He has come to peace, which gives you more freedom in this life. So if we work with specific people, places, or beings, that's a whole different story. But we can't just, as I said before, do carte blanche. So then when people say uh, in the now, it really has a lot more meaning than just that statement. You you need to do your, your fixing and correcting and canceling in the now. Correct. Well, for those of you that haven't uh, listened to season one, you might want to listen to Ale- my past life, Alexander, who had, uh, you know, quite an experience with um, these type of concepts, as well as some broken contracts and, uh, you know, quite an experience over there. If you haven't uh, popped in on that, you might want to take a moment. You know, um, Aside from that, I have to just ask, we hear about it all the time. It seems like a topic on Instagram and social media, this idea of the Akashic record. And um, I know from what you've told me that it's the library of the soul, but really, how does that play into in the now? If we're going to talk about fixing things, not off of quotes, but in the now, actually fixing yourself. How, how, how does, does it play a role or is it something separate? Good question. Um, the Akashic Records, let's think of it, as you said, it's a library. So you, today you go to the library and you walk in there and there's thousands of books in that library. And you're in the now moment and you look at all of those books And those books contain every experience, every thought, every feeling you have ever had through any type of incarnation anywhere in time and space since the time you were first created. Okay? So it's vast. It's so vast that no one can comprehend it. So when people start messing around with the Akashic records, they can, quote unquote, accidentally, because I don't think they do it intentionally, but they open Pandora's box because maybe some of those books are not meant to be opened. 
maybe some of those books have to stay closed. If you're wanting, again, to know something specific, then we go into the Akashic Records and like, what was your Akashic Records with Alexander? Uh, What was recorded? That's what we did. We went to that particular past life, which is its own book, which is its own recording in that um, library and accessed it and, and gained wisdom out of reading that book. You know how you can read a book and get insights and it can evoke emotions in you? Well, it's the same way with Akashic Records. There have been many people I have had to, quote unquote, oh, I won't say the word heal, untraumatize. <laughs> untraumatize, uh, yeah. that's accurate. <laughs> uh, from going around and messing with the Akashic Records or going to, you know, a medium who says something about their Akashic Records and opens this door that the person is not prepared for. And so I have to help them understand what they are, how to, uh, and guide them back into that library and help them work with it so that it can be a library that's not left in shambles, but one that is all put together and all the books are on the shelf. So I know I'm using a lot of metaphors here, but I'm hoping that can explain it in some way. Well, I appreciate that. And I think our listeners will understand that because they are looking for these ways to heal the relationships around them. And I'm not going to say the good relationships because I think people tend to just enjoy those, but the bad relationships where, uh, you know, that are very personal to them, those would be the times that they would look to cancel people. So they're never going to be with them again not realizing the that you have to connect the dots and there's a lot of dots that you don't know about yet right. from what you're telling me. Right. It's kind of like one book leads to another book that leads to another book because whatever mm-hmm. experiences happen in the very first experience of your being created from that point on, it led into a book and then it led into another book. So we're an ongoing uh, series, so to speak. You know, definitely. I can, I can see what you're talking about. You know, before we went on the air today, um, I was checking my social media account as I do. And uh, a person was saying, come and experience past lives, the, the joy and the wonder of the past life. And uh, for our listeners who have listened to Alexander that wasn't exactly the road that he was on. Mm-hmm. He ended up on a very different, very, very traumatic road. And so I think that I would say to our listeners out there, do not do recreational type uh, past life regression. <laughs> Good like, way to say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, do, don't. don't be doing that, mm-hmm. y'all. <laughs> no, 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 no. Definitely not. It is not recreational. It's, it's like I said, opening Pandora's box or letting the bad genie out of the bottle. You know, it's like who wants to raise havoc and then you can't ever stuff the genie back in. So you have to work with someone who 
really knows what they're doing and understands this realm. And a lot of people out there think they do, but I beg to differ because of my own experiences with having to rescue people, so to speak. People just need to be wise. You know, going in and dealing with, let's say, one book in the library. So we dealt with Alexander. And because that experience for him got, he got to a peaceful, more healed place. That means that every other book in his Akashic records, i.e. yours, has changed. Mm. There's a ripple effect. And that's because it was a healing that took place. It will 99.9% be a beneficial he, you know, effect. So, uh, definitely for the now, the, the Akashic record that's being created with this life. Sorry, I just went off on a tangent. <laughs> well, I like your tangent. <laughs> you know, well, you know, talking about that, when we originally did the healing for Alexander, uh, right after that, probably, I don't know, for the next three to four weeks, it was like it was a reverberation through my life. Mm-hmm. And some of the, you know, bad doers from that life kind of like uh, caused some havoc in my life. And uh, that was kind of interesting for me. In fact, I called you and I said, how do I put this to rest? We've already put it to rest, but we had to wait. We had to wait for the reverberation to resonate through everybody. Mm -hmm. And then it was calm and peaceful. Right. And now it's a lot better. Right. It, it, it really, truly is. Mm-hmm. Well, mainly because those people left. But aside <laughs> from that, <laughs> you have to be careful what you wish for, folks. Yeah. Be careful what you're wishing for. <laughs> be aware of what you're wishing for. Because there is always, it always comes with both sides of the coin. Uh, it truly does. I really feel like that's an understatement. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it really, truly does. I know you know, for myself, when I, you know, when we were doing past life therapy, it's not like you, you have like a, you know, um, an IP address or a a house address or a phone number, you know, you can't just like say, what life are we going to do? And you just, you know, customize it and pull it out of the Akashic record. Mm -mm. You can't do that. You're going to put yourself out there to go find the thing that needs to be fixed. And that, truly can be Pandora's box. And it has been an experience in my life mm-hmm. that in fact, it was Pandora's mm-hmm. box. Nine two. Mm-hmm. I think the long and the short of it is that uh, listeners, you have to be careful with all of these um, quotes that are out there because they actually do have cause and effect and be thinking more uh, aware and in the now about what you're actually trying to accomplish with your life. And if you if you need to have some other type of um, help or therapy. So we originally started this at the beginning of the day to kind of deconstruct this quote and then maybe put it back together again so that it would be useful. But it seems like it's just too vast and scattered to really do that in a, in a healthy and safe spiritually way. Yes, it can be. And if someone really wants to explore the the possibility of going into the Akash and doing some past life regressions and stuff. Talk with someone who is knowledgeable 
about how to lead you into that experience. I mean, you can call me or you can find someone else, but you need to make sure they've had the right kind of training. So usually transpersonal psychologists have had that kind of training. You know, listeners, what you can do is send us an email. Send us the email with your problem, and I will pass it on to Dr. Katherine Lehman, and she'll have a look at that, and she might know someone in your area, or she might be able to help you in some way, get you to the right people if she can't do it herself. That might be the easiest and quickest thing to do. Mm -hmm. I've been doing them over Zoom lately, so for people. So, okay. Lots of options out there, listeners. You know, the last line is, is for my highest and best life purpose. And, you know, from what you're telling me, Catherine, we don't know what our highest and best life purpose is. Honestly, whatever happened with Alexander was so traumatic, but it really helped him in his next life. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't want it, even though I would think to myself, I want to change everything and, and, you know, redo the puzzle so that everything matches and there aren't any extra pieces and to try to do some of these other things, in honesty, I wouldn't change anything for him. Correct. So highest and best life purpose, maybe that was it. Our highest and best purpose is the only reason we are here. <laughs> is to evolve. You know, we have um, a mission, and that is to become the very best version of ourselves. And we are you know, unlimited, we can go, you know, as far as we want to go. So that's why we keep waking up, we need to continue on this evolutionary path. And that is the only highest and best purpose there is, and help others along the way. There you go. That's a that's something that should be added to these quotes that are out there, right? Indeed, it is a long and winding road mm -hmm. that we have to go through. Mm -hmm. You know, and, I, and something else just dropped into my awareness, and I'm going to quote Carolyn Mace, who has been a great teacher of mine, who wrote sac the book Sacred Contracts. And I agree with her in the sense of we Every, everything we experience in any given lifetime, anywhere, is all about one thing. And that is either we uh, learn to be able to, I'm looking for this word, uh, discern um, the difference between the love of power or the power of love. Every and all experiences are about that bottom line. You know, with that thought in mind, Catherine, the power of love, I can think about a variety of my lifetimes that that's exactly what it was. Whether we were talking about uh, a paid assassin or we were talking about a nomad or a child of God, or some of the other uh, lives that uh, we've talked about here on the show, exactly the love, the love that they felt from the people around them and those personal relationships. You know, you raise a very good point here that uh, 
love is is probably an entire podcast of its own. I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We could spend a whole oh, yeah. podcast on that one. <laughs> and, you know, I really enjoy our conversations, Grace. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, it's been a while. I know. It's been a while. <laughs> so... I wish you all a journey into the power of love. Thank you for being here. And uh, until next time, listeners, uh, enjoy your power of love. (laughs) Yahoo. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you to all of our listeners. If you have enjoyed our frequency journey today, please share it with your family and friends. Make sure to visit us at clovistia.com or you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook where we have about a million followers over there. Until next time, please share your frequency.